Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, this is Cranmer's uh, collect or, or prayer of the day, whatever, whatever term we want to use, collect, collect, whatever, uh, for the 21st Sunday after tw Trinity. And that's quite a ways away from right now. That's like at the end of October, somewhere around then, uh, when we would normally be praying this prayer if we were using the uh, 1662 Book of Common Prayer, or if we were following the one-year lectionary and deciding to use Cranmer's Collects. But I picked it in part because it is the prayer that belongs to the Sunday in which our sermon text can be found here in the lectionary of the Book of Common Prayer. And as many of you know, I just, I love using the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. I love the old language and all those things. But I love this prayer. It, it always begins, grant we beseech thee. We're asking God for something. And I love that word beseech. It's, it's more than beg. It's like we really, really want this, God, please. Uh, really, really desiring something. So grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord to thy faithful people, so, so, so give something, grace something to your people. What is that something? Pardon and peace. Uh, pardon, uh, you could talk about it as the whole uh, courtroom type setting, the whole justice system being granted a pardon means that, that you were found guilty and then you've been released. You, you have been, someone has decided, the president or the king or whoever it might be, you were found guilty and now you have been released as though whatever it was that you did that caused you to be guilty uh, does not exist anymore. That that guilty verdict has been thrown out and now you are free. Now you are considered innocent in some way, shape, or form, or maybe not considered innocent in the eyes of the majority of the public, but you are freed. You have been, you have been pardoned. But I always think of that word as, as when you are going past somebody, right, and you bump into them, you say, big and pardon, and you keep going. This, this idea of this interruption, uh, this, this, this way in which we cause someone issues, we cause someone uh, harm in some way. We, we stumble over them or, or whatever, or we get upset at something that someone says, I beg your pardon, and we get all upset about that. Here we're asking God to grant us release, even from the littlest, tiniest things, the things that cause us lack of peace, because then we ask God for peace. We ask him to grant us peace. And, the, and then there's a reason why, that the purpose for why we are asking this, which is how all the collects, all the prayers of the day fit in, that they may be cleansed from all their sins. That's a normal Christian thing, right? We ask God to, to cleanse us from our sins, to, to make us clean, to wash us whiter than snow. Uh, Create in me a clean heart, O God and renew a right spirit within me. Those are the things that we ask for. So that's normal. That's normal language for us. We, we desire that. And serve thee with a quiet mind is how it ends before it goes to through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I read that last sentence and all I can think of is the scene from uh, the, the Last Samurai uh, in which Tom Cruise 
has been basically kidnapped by some of the last samurai to exist in the 19th century in Japan as Japan is starting to become westernized with western army and all these other things and he's learning the way of the samurai and he's trying to to win at uh, fake sword fights they've got the the wooden stick and the son of the chieftain of this this group of a samurai comes up to him after he's gotten his, his behind kicked for like the billionth time. And he looks him in the face and he says, too many mind. And he says, too many mind. And then he says, uh, yeah, you minding this, minding that, minding all these things, too many mind. This idea of that there's so many other things that we're overthinking things and instead needing to have a quieted mind that we might be able to do whatever it is that we're normally going to be doing anyways. Uh, as, a, as a track coach, coaching uh, shot put, discus, uh, all the jumping events including pole vault, all those things, the goal that we do with our drills is to make it so that someone can do them without thinking about them. So that when my pole vaulter lines up at the end of the runway, all they have to worry about is the count of their left foot hitting. And then that first movement, then everything else, should they should just do what they're supposed to do without thinking about it. When you start thinking about it, that's usually when you make a mistake. When you start thinking about it, that's when you usually go into the bar, when you're we're throwing shot put or discus. When you start thinking about it, then you start to try and muscle it out there as far as you can, which normally causes you to throw shorter than the distance that you could if you would just do what you've been learning to do. Well, we as Christians, uh, we spend so much of our time trying to find somebody to tell us, well, do this, do that, be this, be that, follow these instructions, do all of these things. When the reality is that as we spend our time growing in, in pursuit of Christ, growing our time in, in God's Word, growing our time in prayer, desiring to know Christ above all things, all the other things of what we think we should do, or we want someone to tell us what we should do, are going to come. They're going to happen. Things are going to be transformed. Our heart is going to be changed. Our spirit's going to be changed. Our mind is going to be changed without us even trying to do it because we desire to be like Christ. And so we end up having too many mind, trying to do all these other things, instead of desiring to just hold on to Christ, to know him more, to love him more, and then our love for one another will come from that because of what Christ has done for us. For instance, washed us of our sin. As soon as we start to wrap our mind around that fact, instead of trying to pursue all these other things of these lists and everything that we're supposed to do, instead of just holding on to Christ for what he has done, allowing Christ to do the things that he should do in us instead of complicating everything, once we get down that road, then things start to become so much simpler for us as Christians, including our prayer life. Where in our prayer life, we think we need to do so much, when in fact, if we were to just borrow a page from J.I. Packer and take something like our prayer of the day for the coming Sunday and meditate on that every single day and pick it to pieces just like I try to do every Monday, 
Why do we think that that's less prayer than if we spent three hours whispering every name we could think of? Because here in these prayers, we have all that we need as far as liturgy is concerned to help to be very succinct in asking God to give us that quiet mind instead of overthinking everything, knowing that God knows what we need before we say it. So we, we pray that God would grant us a quiet mind, especially this week, as, for those of you who are getting ready for school and, and all those other things. Prayers that God would grant us that, that he'd grant us pardon for the times in which we fail, grant us peace for when those things cause us sleepless nights, that we might hold on to Christ for who he is. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow.